0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doinkin' No Connection, the podcast where David and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number seventy-eight. We're going to be going over the week that was. God, I have the wrong dates in my freaking calendar. It was oh from the week of. 18. I think the twentieth through the yeah it was the twentieth through the twenty fourth or twenty sixth quote unquote because we do yeah, have some news from Sunday. <clears throat> That's right. No twenty fifth. Whatever. Uh-uh. Last Whatever. week. Last week in professional wrestling. We are here to talk about previous week in wrestling, and we have a few notes from every single show. Um, so we're going to get right into it. What did you think of this previous week in professional wrestling? The second week post Mania. So,
1: NXT continues to be stellar.
0: As expected.
1: SmackDown continues to be stellar.
0: As expected.
1: AEW continues to shine.
0: As expected.
1: And then there's this neon turd known as Raw. <laughs>
0: as expected.
1: It's not as expected though, man, because I know everybody gave such harsh criticisms to the Raw after Mania because it wasn't all these pops and all these returning stars and yada, yada, yada. And I get that. The thing is, though, I it feels like we're just getting the same 8 to 12 people Every week on Raw. The new commentary team seems very disjointed.
0: Yeah, I can very definitely disjointed. agree with that. <clears throat> um, I, What's the new commentator's name? I don't remember, but let me do the well, quick...
1: Either way, I can't differentiate him from Byron Saxton when they're talking.
0: The new Raw commentator is Adnan Virk, formerly with okay. ESPN, and currently of MLB Network. All right, I
1: can't differentiate him and Byron Saxton when they're going back and forth. I, I agree,
0: can't. and I also think it's 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 unjust because you have this home built commentator in Tom Phillips, who does a crack on job as a color con, not a color commentator, a as play a by commentator, play. yeah, as play by play, and he's been doing a phenomenal job, and. To just refresh your your commentary team just to do it, I it, well it's... it was
1: because apparently he kept saying from the heavens during
0: Montez Ford's um frog splash. That's unfair because he wasn't even on Raw. I know,
1: buddy. I know. It, it's just one of those things. I I I really like Tom Phillips. Um. I would have actually liked the dynamic of Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton. Yeah, you know, I think that would be, I think that would be awesome. But I mean, needless to say, Raw again. I mean, I'm when the wrestling is on, the wrestling is on. Yes, because you, you you talk about, I think there was only four matches, maybe.
0: Yeah, not. So there, I think wasn't there was only that four many. matches.
1: There was the McIntyre two-on-one handicap. Yep. Then you had McIntyre and Strowman versus T Bar and Mace. Retribution, T Bar and Mace. You had Riddle versus Orton. Orton.
0: And then. We had the Sheamus and Bertha Carrillo. We had Charlotte, Oscar. Mm hmm. So five matches. Yeah.
1: In three hours. Yeah. And, and I mean, and no offense, two of those matches were the same The same people. thing. So. I have a very hard time with the amount of talent that is on the Raw roster that you're only squeezing in five matches Mm -hmm. because you don't need to cut promos to push storylines. Let the matches push the storylines. AEW does it. NXT does it. SmackDown does it. Yeah, SmackDown's a little bit more talkative than the
0: other two. But but that's also because you see the guys you have talking.
1: Exactly. And that's not saying that nobody on Raw can't yeah, talk.
0: What what I, I I mean what I heard on a podcast today about Raw comparatively to SmackDown is that SmackDown has a large sum of storyline guys, storytelling characters, professional wrestling characters. Where Raw has your Vince guys. Your big lumbering monsters that are there to do power moves.
1: So, are you telling me that in the history of WWF, WWE, they've never built storylines off of I'm big not say- lumbering monsters? I'm not saying no, that's,
0: that. That's just my argument here because. No, I'm not saying that. But to even a show out, you need to have those big lumbering storylines as well as your professional wrestling, your technical wrestling, your high flying. To balance a show. That's why SmackDown and feels so much higher than Raw. Because they have... In my opinion, the rosters are completely unbalanced. And I don't know if it's because of the Fox deal... That they want all these massive... Storyline professional wrestling guys. Where you have the guys that do power moves, shorter matches... But use them to tell stories... Yeah, but, like,
1: the thing is, like, if they're going to have shorter matches on Raw with these power guys, they're not doing it. Like, they're not doing it. I'm sorry. If you're going to go for a disqualification finish in a tag team match between um, T-Bar and Mace versus Strowman and McIntyre, why do you have to wait 20 minutes to do it? Why couldn't you just have McIntyre and Strowman just looks off, stop the, beating the piss out of them? Do you know what I'm saying?
0: The reason, the reason, and I know it's going back to something you and I have had this conversation multiple times about, and I guarantee you and the listeners are done hearing it. It's because they, they have, have three, three hours, hours to, fill. to fill, and it sucks that they have three hours <clears> to fill. <throat> that's why they have, that's why they have these twenty-minute matches, is to fill that time. That's why they have all these promos to fill that time. We'll get to SmackDown in a little bit. But considering you filled pretty much your first hour with one segment, quote-unquote, from start to finish, the same guys in a match and two promos, and it felt like time just flew by, that tells you something. When then you have a 20-minute match... That ends in a DQ to end Raw. It feels like I'm getting my teeth and it pulled. Feels like an hour. Exactly. Problem. <clears throat> it's it's nothing because no, when you get in the, the ring, they perform. The ring. It's how. It's yes. How it is. They're it's 100. percent
1: It's when somebody shows up and rewrites the entire show an hour before the show happens. It's just disjointed, and exactly. Like, we're looking. We're looking now. It's been three weeks since Mania. Like, okay.
0: As a recording, where are your yes.
1: tag team champions. We've only seen Lashley once. You know what I mean? Your your Raw Women's Champion mm-hmm. is in this muddled thing going on, which I don't mind. I don't mind that three-headed beast kind of facing each other. But there's other ways to do it. If Charlotte Flair is the opportunity, why does Oscar have to go up against Charlotte Flair? Why... Why can't she give the opportunity to, yeah. I don't know, Liv, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riott, um, whoever. Mm-hmm. Naomi, exactly. Naomi. Why does it Warner. have to just be those three women? Like we're not getting a returning Becky Lynch anytime yeah. soon, it appears. So you can't just leave your division in the hands of three women. Look at the NXT women's division. We're going to talk about it and how they promote. hmm Either A, new stars, or B, stars who have been on the roster for a little while and are starting to get that boost again. Or look at the AEW women's division. After th- yeah. this past week was such a phenomenal match for their title. But the Raw is muddled. Mm-hmm. SmackDown's even doing a decent job with their women's division with the way Bayley does her ding dong ditch to just get under people's skin. So, or ding dong yeah. hello, whatever it is. But I mean, Ding dong ditch. I mean, my real takeaways this past week from Raw would be give Randy Orton 25 minutes in the ring with anybody. You're going to get a good match. And in particular, when you get someone like yeah. Riddle, who I love the little storyline that they built throughout that night with them too, which was Riddle cut him off on an interview. Orton doesn't know who the hell he is. Tells Pierce, I want a match against whoever that blonde haired weirdo kid is then gets surprised and gets beaten because he underestimates Riddle. And it was a good match overall. It was a very, Mm -hmm. you know, in a traditional Riddle fashion, very stiff, good paced, not a lot of rest holds. But one thing I did notice watching the match was Orton hurt his shoulder. You could just tell the way he was going for pins and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He was favoring one side. So, and I know reports came out that he was injured in the match. But, I mean, I love... I, I love that element of that super serious Randy Orton and that.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, and the goofball. okay, bro. Um, what Matt Riddle is. <laughs>
1: That's next week. Yeah. But they we'll did, get to they that dropped next, it next week when we talk on that because episode.
0: And then, yeah. And the other thing yeah, so is uh, Charlotte suspension
1: quote unquote for, you know, attacking uh, an official who, Honestly, did a shit job as a referee. He should have noticed that Rhea Ripley was getting involved. But, hey, that's how WWE wants Mm -hmm. to move along their storylines versus one star getting a clean win or whatever. Or instead of just having Rhea come in the ring Mm -hmm. and basically just brutalize the two of them, he did this other weird tangent element that they did. And it is what it is.
0: Hey, that sounds like somebody that we know. no. Likes to go on tangents.
1: Yeah, my tangents have points. Come on.
0: Um, and then obviously, that's that's a good point. Um, and then another thing that we did mention, kind of in passing, was that T Bar and Mace did become unmasked. Yes. Uh, they're still T Bar and Mace, but they're non retribution face T Bar and Mace. They're Dominic yes. Dijakovic and Dia yeah, Madden face. You know, T-bar I didn't
1: realize Mace. how much, how big those two guys were until they were standing next to McIntyre. Oh my God! Stand next massive. to Drew McIntyre, I was like, "Wow, they're both bigger than Drew McIntyre." So yeah, um, I mean, I'm okay with McIntyre, you know, having won that number one contendership match, and I'm okay with getting T-Bar mm-hmm. and Mace on television. Obviously, they're Vince guys; they're big guys. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't get your number one contender or your championship belt caught up in this muddle tag team thing that's going on right now
0: mm-hmm. moving on to NXT I'll start with this and you're going to agree with me the greatest thing on professional wrestling television right now they are is the way
1: they are the way they're perfect, perfect comedic timing. Um, um, they're involved in multiple story elements. They're involved in everything. Everything. The um, <laughs> backstage stuff they do with Mackenzie Mitchell is just mwah, perfect. Like I, 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 love their elements when they deal with her. Um, they, they're just great. You know, Indy Hartwell's uh love for Dexter Loomis. Which kind of Dexter you know, cost him a match against L.A. Knight. But then later on the night, because yeah. she was infatuated with Loomis, and Loomis just appeared out of nowhere. Um, they went to go challenge Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, and Lorraine was by herself and got the piss beaten out of her. <laughs> then you get...
0: Yeah. And the fact that after the Loomis uh, and L.A. Knight match, Indy uh, tried to go in for the kiss, and then Johnny yep. Gargano just came yeah. up and scooped her away, just carried her to the back, and or she couldn't take when her of him. They cut the promo in the
1: back with, uh, um, oh, why can't I think of his name? The colossal Bronson Reed, and you know you get yeah Austin there in the middle. He's like, don't you talk about Big Papa John? And he's like, I like it when you call me Big Papa. <laughs> it's like just the. Just the things that they do. They're so smooth. They're hilarious. I love it. I love it. Yeah. They're the they're the best part of NXT. I mean,
0: who would have who would have thought who would have thought that Dexter Loomis would be caught in this comedy love I angle mean, and it would work
1: strong and silent type, I guess, right? I guess. I mean I guess for, so. For
0: two, yeah, good for Indy. She's getting good, a good for screen Indy.
1: time. Good for Dexter, because he's getting himself involved in a lot of different matches, whether it's gauntlet matches Austin good Theory's on Austin TV. Theory. Obviously, he's going to get squashed again by Bronson Reed, like what happened two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good again for Candice LeRae because she remains in a title scene where she's been almost mm. pretty much since Um, I want to say since Rhea Ripley had her first title run. So it's just one of those things where.
0: Yeah, since. Se- yes. Since before, versus. So it's been her one heel of those term. things
1: where. They've been a very consistent element on NXT, and they've been really a backbone of every Wednesday, now Tuesday, night. Um, mm-hmm. And now we got a new little vertebrae to throw into that backbone, and that's the solo run of one. Yeah. Um, uh, God, my, my, yes, the solo run of Kyle O'Reilly looks like it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Well, I think with he pretty Grimes much took there. care of Grimes. I think that was like a I think that was like a one I think that was a one you week think, thing. You think that's done? Um, because if you notice, when he walked okay. out to the ring, you know, Mr. Cross was just kind of standing there off to the side, um, just looking at him.
0: So I yeah, I don't know. If... You know what? You know what? I've seen as memes Oliver what the IWC is. Um, people comparing Kyle Riley yes, to the Diet yes. Orange Cassidy. With yeah, him dressed up in yeah. all bed and a t shirt. I've seen
1: that as well, and I do see the comparisons. Um I just think Kyle O'Reilly's a little bit more tenacious and dangerous. Oh I think his character is doubt, more tenacious and dangerous. I just thought it was Ryan funny. Because because Ca- yes. Cassidy just yeah. has that like nonchalantness to him, which is fine.
0: Yes. Cassidy doesn't give a shit. But can yes, still yes. lay down the SmackDown if he oh. needs to. Let's see, what
1: else did we have on
0: NXT? We had a NXT Cruiserweight Championship defense between Kushida yeah, know, and one Oni Lorcan. Fun, I know, fun to see him back in yes, the Cruiserweight yes. class. Um, he, he was at the tag team, and he's still going Birch. to be once yep. Lorkin, once Burch, rather, is uh, healthy. But it's fun to see him in singles competition no, and, because we haven't seen it in a while, and he's traditional singles competition, yeah, not like one on ones with two tag teams. But
1: always, like we we were talking about this several episodes ago about him and Birch when everything started going haywire, you know, at the beginning of COVID, they were pillars. Them Breezango. The Undisputed Era, Mm -hmm. you know, they needed them every week. And if they had to be on two or three different shows, they were on two or three different shows. I think there was one point where they showed up on Mm -hmm. NXT, 205, Main Event, and SmackDown all in one week. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it was good. It was a good match. It was a good back and forth. Obviously, they built the storyline afterwards with Legato and MSK, as well as Escobar and Kushida. Mm -hmm. Um, Kashida obviously looks yep. like he's going to be a uh, yeah, or what Sheamus is doing right now as well.
0: Yeah, kind of very similarly to what Cena did when he yes. was U.S. champ. Yeah, uh, where and it's, I, and... yeah weekly open challenge matches uh, for anybody on the roster until he gets stuck into a feud, which I think will come. Once one Jordan Devlin returns,
1: I don't know if the feud. I don't know if he's going to hold the belt that long, or if they're going to wait that long for a feud. Because there is some. I was sitting back and I was looking at like people who they could put in this cruiserweight division. Mm -hmm. Just look at two hundred five live. All right, you've got plenty of talent already on there, from Arya Davari, um to, um, oh, who's the the one from Saudi Arabia? Oh, um... Ma-
0: yeah. You yeah we Mansoor, also have
1: Tony, under- nice. Tony Nese. Tony Nese. still on his undefeated streak. Yeah. Um, um. And then you look at just cruiserweights who really aren't doing anything. Yeah. Murphy.
0: Ashanti Ricochet, Adonis.
1: Ashanti Adonis. Um. Once Swerve Scott gets done with his little feud that he's got going on, he could go after the title. I'd like to see him and Kushida going back and forth.
0: Yeah, because you also have um, August Gray, mm-hmm. um, the Bollywood Boys. Yep.
1: There's a lot of talent that you could fuse into this cruiserweight division, bring them into the NXT, into into the CWC, and did, have some really good, you know, open shows. Did you mention Swerve? Swerve Scott. I did mention Swerve Scott. Yes. Because yeah. he already has a thing with Kushida from the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and the we women's also, division.
0: Yeah, we got a shot of excitement and electricity into the women's division this week with the debut of Sa Rae. She was incredible. And she put on an incredible match with another incredibly young Gifted. talent in Zoe Stark. Yes. just Again, it was just such a smooth match.
1: And it just showcases what you can do with your women's division if you don't just center it around
0: three people. And and this is what we talk about with looking good in a loss. Yeah, yeah. This does not hurt Zoe Stark at all. No, it
1: doesn't. And the thing is, is the rest of the division was built up through some of the promos that happened in the back. Mm -hmm. Whether it was Dakota Kai calling out Mercedes Martinez and Mercedes Martinez responding and setting up a match for next week. Raquel Gonzalez saying that she'll run through the entire division. She doesn't care. Mm -hmm. After the match, Zoe Stark gets attacked by Tony Storm.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, NXT had two hours of TV time, and I think they put on eight matches. Raw had three hours and put on five. There's an issue right there. Mm -hmm. Huge issue get more talent on the screen and more people will watch even if it is a squash match even if it is a match that goes 5 minutes the imperium everrise match only went like 4 minutes yeah but guess what it pushed maverick and dane when they came out to attack wolf it pushed imperium because they got another squash win over everrise it put everrise back on tv even mm-hmm. though they were squashed they were back on tv yeah and the same thing goes for um, the other tag match that they had, GYV versus Brizengo. Brizengo didn't get much offense in that match, but what's it no. do? It shows that you have other tag teams, and it shows that GYV has one goal in mind, and that's MSK, who mm-hmm. right now is busy with Legato. Yeah. Like, just put the talent out there, do something.
0: Yeah, and, and NXT is doing it, Raw is struggling to do Smackdown it, SmackDown does it. SmackDown does it, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Yes, we have AEW next. We had two title defenses defenses on AEW this week. We had the main event, which I want to talk about first, because the next match we'll talk about was a, a masterpiece. Yeah, Darby Allin versus Jungle Boy for the TNT title. Darby Allin is turning into a young... He's turning into a star very quickly. Yeah, he is. And
1: I think part of it is because as much as we were given crap for the whole Sting stuff, we said as long as Sting stood out of the ring and stood in Allen's ear and gave him pointers, Mm -hmm. Allen was going to go to the moon to steal from Cameron Grimes. Yeah. Dobby Allen has done that. Dobby Allen basically has an open challenge on his title and people come down to the ring every week. And challenge him for that belt, and, and they he puts put on, on great matches. No matter great match who. after great match after great match, and I mean he's a fighting champion. Mm-hmm. And if I could pay more closer attention to AEW, spend more time watching it, I would most certainly like to see where this TNT division is going to go, because yeah. I know that I know they're building with, um, obviously. You have the two factions who are going against each other right now. Pinnacle and the inner circle. Pinnacle and inner circle. But you know you're gonna get something out of the pinnacle to go after Darby Allen eventually. Whether that Mm. be you're
0: also you also have Team Taz.
1: Yes. But Sean Spears seems like the the person I would put in that title picture, to be honest with you. Yeah. And And from even from Inner Circle, put Sammy Guevara. Yeah, because he's back. He That was a huge thing that happened. He came back as well. But the thing is, we, we're going to talk about what happened Saturday. There's a lot Sunday. of... Sunday. There's a lot of cross-brand opportunities here, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of cross-brand. Especially when you talk you about someone see, like Matt Cardona.
0: Yeah, you could see TNT division crossing over with the well uh, X division.
1: Yes, but the thing is, is that's going to have some... Labeling rights, because obviously TNT, where Impact broadcasts, they're not going to want to have the acronym TNT. TNT,
0: quote-unquote. Yeah. yeah,
1: so they have to figure out a way to get those divisions to cross over. But again, excellent title match with Darby Allen I mean, mm-hmm. enough is to be said that we are watching a star being made in AEW yeah. right now. for Yeah, sure. we are.
0: For sure. Week to week. Putting on stellar matches. And you want to talk about another star being made? In a loss? Tanera Conti. Tanera Conti. And
1: that just puzzles me. Because she was in that NXT women's division. hmm So, why would Triple H let her go? And I, there's no need to speculate. There's no need to throw conjecture or rumors out there. That's not what I'm here for. That's I would rather do fantasy booking and just report on the facts. But there is something seriously odd with the fact that that NXT women's division, which is the best division in all of wrestling, mm-hmm. all over the world, yep. had that type of talent just sitting in a pool and nothing happened with her. And look what she's done in AEW so far. Numerous title matches. N- numerous excellent matches, title matches. Um, She obviously has a real connection with um, the Dark Order through her connection with Little Z. um, um, Uh, Negative one. Negative one. So, I mean, it is just odd to see that kind of talent kind of slipping through Triple H's fingers, in my opinion.
0: She is definitely a Triple H talent. Yeah.
1: She's a Paul Heyman girl. She is one
0: hundred percent a Paul Heyman girl.
1: So, for whatever reason, for her to now be in AEW, good for her.
0: Yes, she's very good it. for her. She's getting paid. She's on TV. She's, she's showcasing on great matches.
1: An incredible talent, and she's helping boost a division. I don't know what else you could ask for. She's becoming the face of that of that division.
0: Realistically, slowly but surely, yeah,
1: yeah. Between her, Britt Baker, Sheeta, Big Swoll. They've got a really good division,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not as good Nyla as Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose, Nyla Rose is very good. Still not as good as NXT though. And yeah. we didn't even talk about on NXT. We didn't even talk about the little Io Shirai television piece that they did. That was interrupted by, um, oh, John John Morrison's
0: wife. Oh no, I didn't catch that.
1: Yeah, just a little piece where it's just like another name to kind of just throw in there. And Io Shirai mm-hmm. is technically not cleared to wrestle. So they get her on TV with this little fluff piece that she gets interrupted, and you set up that little feud. But yeah. again, AEW does those things very well as well. So I'm excited to see where the women's division is going to go from there. I'm excited to see the TNT division. I'm excited for the Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle. You got Taz's boys. Just just keep feeding me. Keep feeding me more.
0: Yeah, professional wrestling. It's just it's great. Yes, Love it for is. Wrestling. And and now we get to Friday night. Friday night SmackDown. Opens, opens with forty-five minutes of the same four guys. Well, five if you count Reigns. Five if you include Reigns. Five and a half if you include Heyman. Yeah. Um. Seven if you include Heyman. (laughs) That's mean. He's the same four guys. Talker of anybody else in that talker? Yes. (laughs) Okay, I will give you that. Same four wrestlers that were involved in the segment. Uh, Men of Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro. When I'm talking about professional wrestling guys, these are the four names that I immediately think of right now. Okay. Currently in storylines right now.
1: Yeah. Uh, I won't turn that away because they've just learned to just, they're just weaving like flawlessly like that.
0: There's so many storylines involved in that. One section because Seth we Rollins have history. Be- done. We have history between Rollins and Cesaro. Yep. We have current goings on between Cesaro and Jey Uso. Which then we have current goings on between Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso. We have former goings on between Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins, and we have former goings on between Cesaro and Daniel Bryan so many interweaving storylines and then you throw Roman Reigns at the top of that thing? I know. And the, Holy thing, shit. And the thing about it, two of those
1: guys that we're talking about, Jey Uso and Cesaro, were huge going-ons in the tag team division as the bar and the Usos. Yes. So it goes all the way back to that. Yeah. And they know they can work together. They know how to perform in the ring together. It's just putting together the, prom- the promos and guess what? When you don't really give the mic to Rollins to talk a lot, I mean you don't give the mic to Cesaro to talk a lot. You don't give Cesaro the mic. Cesaro
0: didn't say much of anything.
1: Daniel Bryan did all the talking, and it was just t- spot on. Cesaro was catching his breath after doing what seventy-two swings.
0: Oh my god, he swung
1: USO forever.
0: So I don't even know how many freaking times he swung him forever. It was incredible, but. Again, you're doing a great job of building all that. And we have, building even out of that, a little bit of issues between Jey Uso and Seth Rollins. Yep, because Rollins walked away. Yeah. So there's there's all these little storylines. So in in the grander scheme of things, we are building three future opponents for Dan, uh, for Roman Reigns Right there. Yeah. D. Bryan, Cesaro, Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just out of one 45-minute segment.
1: Yeah, which took up half your show.
0: Yeah. But did it right. Yeah, I legit said when I was watching SmackDown, after the second or third commercial break, I'm like, holy crap, they're giving this match a lot of time. Yeah. And then it went to another commercial break. Yeah. <sighs> not complaining. not Not complaining at all. At all. Uh, we did have quite a bit of other stuff. We had a Mysterios versus Alpha Academy match. Yep. Um, we had a little bit of stuff in the women's tag division as well. Uh, we had a match between Tamina and uh, Nia Jax, which was a what you'd expect from those two two ladies yep. that a, have a powerhouse a match. A power match. It's what um, it boiled down to. And, and these two have history as enemies and as friends. Yep. They used to be tag partners Um, back at the original iteration of the tag titles. Yep. Um, And then we had... I didn't even put this in our notes and I don't even understand how we've completely skipped over this. No, I
1: was going to bring it up. I was just waiting to see if uh, it was going to click in your brain once we started if talking. Would, if
0: I would remember it. We had one of my favorite returns... In a long time, the way they returned Aleister Black to WWE TV. Well, he's back in the room. He's sitting on a chair,
1: but he's not really waiting. He's he's telling a story about something. I'm I'm more curious about who this dragon is. He's saying he's the dragon.
0: He's becoming the dragon. He's becoming the dragon. He's. Coming for blood. He's coming for his doubters. Yep. Aleister Black is a heel. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I am totally fine with that. I am fine with anything. I'm fine with anything.
1: Aleister Black on TV, as long as I can see him hit somebody Ex- with the Black Mass again.
0: Exactly. Like I want. That's to, what I want.
1: I want him to pop out of nowhere and hit Sami Zayn when he's dancing with the Black Mass.
0: That would be great. I don't think that's where he lands. No, land no, first.
1: no, I'm just saying, like Sami Zayn doing his little,
0: like but... which he did over Kevin Owens, which was funny as hell. Yeah,
1: after Kevin Owens lost to um, uh, Apollo, Apollo Cruz
0: after being distra- uh, distracted by Aziz. Yep,
1: and then again, which you want, you want to talk about backstage story elements? Him and Big E having their back and forth right before the match.
0: Yeah, and um, another thing that I wanted to mention about Commander Aziz. Is he's been given a finish? He has been given the Samoan spike.
1: Yeah, they're calling it the Nigerian something or other. They
0: well, didn't call, can't it the, call it the Samoan spike. Is it the
1: Nigerian nail bomb or something like that? I think is
0: what they're calling it. It might be. I don't know. But, but, I, I, couldn't, I, but I, I couldn't remember. Yeah, what they it is the it. Samoan spike. You're right. It's, it was Umaga's finish. Yes. And then the main event segment. The main event uh, challenge laid down. Roman Reigns challenged Daniel Bryan to one more opportunity for his his universal title. last opportunity.
1: But he challenges Daniel Bryan after he basically puts down Cesaro.
0: Yeah. Cesaro started talking to Daniel Bryan as he handed him the microphone. And under his breath, he looked at him. He's like, shut up.
1: Yeah. You don't belong in So nonchalantly,
0: he laid down, Daniel Bryan, you have one more opportunity for my universal title. If you lose, you leave my sight. You leave my shelf. Daniel Bryan leaves SmackDown if he loses this week. Be crazy. On SmackDown.
1: I mean, I don't see him winning the match, but. I don't see him winning I mean, it either. I mean, we but we've you and I seen... have
0: differing opinions as to where he lands. Oh, I mean, go ahead, share yours. I think he lands on Smack uh not Smackdown on NXT for a few months, okay? And has that one dream feud with Adam Cole. Okay. Because we got that one match with Adam Cole. Yeah leading up. Survivor to series twenty nineteen. Survivor series. Yeah, I remember but, that. That was a great match. But I want an actual feud with these guys. I I I see a Brian heel turn. In
1: that match? I see a Brian heel turn. He's gonna turn on Cesaro. I think, and align himself? I don't think he's going to align himself with anybody. I just think he's going to... Something just tells me... I, I feel a like heel turn for him again. I just do. It's, something in my gut. It's Earth Week. <laughs> it well, was Earth Week. It, it was Earth Week, but... It's just something in my gut is telling me he's going to turn on Cesaro. Like, they're going to make Cesaro almost like this true... True underdog where he's almost got nobody in his corner. He's just going to have to go through person after person after person... To eventually get to Roman... And I still don't think he's going to beat Roman.
0: <laughs> no. You and I have our differing opinions as to where we think um, Roman Reigns will end up. I believe we talked about that on the last episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I, he holds that title for a long
0: time. Very long time. Like almost Bruno San Martino long.
1: Well, nothing will ever be Bruno San Martino long. But yeah. No. Like in this day and age, yeah, Bruno San Martino long.
0: But moving on from the week to the weekend, Whew. we had Impact Rebellion this past weekend.
1: Overall, the show was great. I mean, the show was great. We're only going to highlight, you know, two big them. things that happened. But if you get an opportunity to go out and watch it, go out and watch it because like so much really happened in the show, and it we can't justify it by just taking a a ten or fifteen minute segment here and breaking down the matches. Like we have to dedicate an actual show to it and we didn't mm-hmm. plan on dedicating a show to it. So that's no. that's our fault. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the two big things that came out of this were big wrestling news, de-
0: basically. A debut Yes, in Impact Wrestling of one W. Morrissey. Yep. a Big Cass yeah. or Cass XL.
1: Yep. Which... A couple of weeks ago, through talks on different PW Insider and stuff like that, Gallows and Anderson were asking for big casts to come to Impact. But not Enzo. <laughs> but not Enzo. Nobody wants Enzo shit. So, um, I'm happy that he looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely looks like he's been spending. He's been hitting the gym again. Mm-hmm. um spending time clearing himself up and i'm interested to see how impact's going to work him into their um different divisions considering that their world title is no longer on their show
0: yeah we'll get we'll, we'll we'll talk about that right now um so you and i both agree that we didn't know until the last bell of that match that that match was title four title? Yeah, I Not thought it was title, title versus, versus title. title. It was title four title.
1: Well, actually, I knew based on the promo from the week before, like the week leading up, because mm-hmm. um, who was the other champion that Rick Swan beat? Moose. Moose. Moose came out and said, don't you lose those belts. You lose those belts, you're going to have to pay to me. So at least they're building a Swan Moose again. But dude. Kenny Omega's got 4 titles. He's basically the Thanos of wrestling right now.
0: Yeah. It, it's it's a matter of time until he goes back to Japan. Once travel bans are lifted, he'll go back to Japan and he'll win another title. Wait a minute. Is Kenta still in the States? No, he no. He could win he could win the new Japan United States title. I don't think Kenta's still in the States. Kenta's got the belt though, right? Kenta, yeah, beat Kenta Omega?
1: Yeah, Kenta he didn't beat Omega, he beat Moxley.
0: Uh Moxley, that's what I meant, sorry. Yeah. God, could you see Kenny holding that belt too? Well, I could see Kenny holding the main belt, beating Osprey and winning that title again. God. Can you imagine? It, that's almost like Austin Aries. Remember when Austin Aries left WWE and then won like seven titles?
1: Yeah. Built his name up through all those all those different promotions. The difference now is Omega's not building his name through different promotions. He's building different promotions through his name.
0: Exactly.
1: Like he's carrying Impact promotions. is
0: promotions. When was the last time we talked about Impact before Kenny Omega found his way to Impact?
1: We didn't. We really exactly. didn't. I mean, don't get me wrong. Impact had some really good years there when you had Christian and you had Kurt Angle and you had... Um, Booker T.
0: Booker T, um, the main
1: event mafia.
0: Yeah, uh, not Devon, uh, Bubba Ray. You had Hardy. You had Sting. You had um, AJ
1: Styles, Samoa Joe with the X Division. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there was some good stuff in Impact. And then it just seems like, you know, once they got gutted for their talent, they fell off a little bit.
0: Yeah, and they also had this whole, like, F that owl kind of thing back in, like, 2016, 2017 when they really screwed over the Hardys. Yep. Um, That's when everyone really turned their back on them was with that whole Hardy stuff.
1: Yeah, but now, I mean, Callis is doing what Callis does. You got to remember, Don Callis used to work for Vince McMahon. Yeah, he did. And, you know, Don Callis is basically the main reason why Chris Jericho is not in WWE. yeah. No, it's not who, because of who Chris Jericho is. He's the main reason why Chris Jericho took the chance, if you listen to the Stone Cold Sessions, on himself and not going back to the WWE because mm-hmm. of his relationship with Don Callis. And look what's happening now. I mean, yeah. Impact is blown up. Mm-hmm. They have a, a champion who is going to kind of almost pull a Lesnar. I don't think he's going to be there every week, but a champion with a big he's target not, on his he's back. He's not
0: going to be there performing every week, but Kallus will be there talking. Yeah, exactly. Omega will be there talking. Yep. But he'll he'll defend on the big pay-per-views. Exactly. That pretty much wraps up this week in professional wrestling. If we did miss anything, obviously do hit us up on our social medias if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. We are at Double Doink Network on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I am at the DJ Alden. David is at? Der Laufen Doink 508. Of course, if you want to hear us on all of your favorite streaming platforms, we are available on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Castro, Overcast, any of your favorite streaming platforms. Definitely find us there. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. Um, But that wraps everything up. This has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.